Chapter Twelve of Between the Larchwoods and the Weir. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Painter. Between the Larchwoods and the Weir by Flora Clickman. Chapter Twelve. Exit Eileen. It was six months later, and about as broiling a Sunday afternoon as London can produce. Virginia and I were reading in the coolest spot in the garden, when Abigail came out and announced, with slight acidity, "'That young person wants to know if she can see you, madam.' I told her you were engaged, but she said she would wait. "'What is her name?' I queried. "'There are so many young persons in the world.' "'That Eileen.' she answered, this time with a definite sniff. She can come out here, I said, and forthwith there sailed across the lawn a vision such as never before had graced my garden. Eileen was wearing a white jap silk skirt, a transparent rose-pink blouse that revealed the satin ribbon and lace camisole beneath, pink cotton open-work stockings, white shoes, one of those long stoles made of metallic-looking, luster-brown fur, so beloved of the laundry girl, a big white hat, trimmed with the most violent of tangerine-coloured velvet, said velvet hanging in festoons down the back, and loops of it caught round the front and fastened to the fur stole, on one side with a large, would-be diamond lizard, about four inches long, and on the other with a crescent of similar make. Her hair, which was done in a wild imitation of the latest eccentricity of fashion, was radiant with more crescents and a sparkling three-tiered backcomb. A string of large pearls adorned her neck. To say I was taken aback at the sight is to put it mildly. I was fairly dumb with astonishment. Where in the world had that demure, mouse-like orphan been to pick up such ideas? Even though I knew she had gone to work in a munition factory, I wasn't prepared for such developments. She soon enlightened us. After mutual polite inquiries about each other's health, and a few more relative to the grandmother, she folded her hands in her lap, sat as though posing for a photograph, and then said, "'And please, how do you think I look?' "'You are certainly very bright.' I stammered, striving valiantly after truth. "'Yes, I look very nice, don't I?' she went on. "'And I felt I ought to come round and show you, because, as I tell everybody, it's all entirely due to you, ma'am, that I'm so stylish. I shouldn't never have thought to dress like this if you hadn't taught me how. And now I'm going round to show myself to Mrs. Griggles.' End of chapter 12